Welcome back, my fellow pioneers. First and foremost, happiest of New Year's to you. If you're listening at the time of the original posting, we have just recently crossed over into 2022. One week down, 51-ish to go. My name is Rebecca David, and you are listening to the Genesis of Conception, which is a space between the picket lines where we talk about all things pro-life, but we come at it from a strictly scientific, logical, and provable basis. In our last episode, we discussed where to find help and resources. Now we get to look at tactics for reaching across party lines, because the first step in changing hearts and minds is in being able to hold a civil conversation. Now, real talk, starting a productive discussion with someone whose beliefs do not match yours can be very difficult. This is exacerbated times 1,000 when it comes to virtually any question in the pro-life world. It can make getting to a middle ground feel absolutely impossible. That said, today I will teach you how to work around that, specifically in the context of helping pro-choice and slash or what I like to call fence post folks to understand the sanctity of life in the womb. I will arm you with five essential and quite literally life-saving hacks to be the best pro-life apologist that you can be. Hack one, always bring the discussion back to one central question. Is the child in the womb a living human being? If the answer is yes, which we have proven on this podcast that it is, then nothing else matters. Nothing else matters because a living human being has inalienable rights which were imbued in them by Christ and therefore cannot be revoked, renounced, or removed by any human being or law on the planet. This one is critical because most individuals who are selectively pro-life will say something along the lines of, I'm against abortion except in the cases of fill in the blank. There is nothing wrong with emphasizing the horror of some pregnancy scenarios such as rape or incest while simultaneously standing for the pre-born child's right to not face execution. The two don't have to be mutually exclusive. Children in the womb do not magically become non-human simply because horrific circumstances surround their conception. And beyond that, point out that the only person who actually truly benefits from a female getting an abortion in those circumstances is the perpetrator of the crime. I can think of nothing more anti-woman than that. Hack number two. Remember the rule that the first person to get mad or start calling names loses the argument, regardless of how right or wrong they may be. Um, A good secondary on this one is that the person who turns a civil conversation of differently minded principles into an argument looks like the less intelligent person every time. On this one, I'd like you to think back to basically any viral argument video that you have ever seen. When one person is speaking calmly and civilly and making logical points and the other is screaming obscenities at the top of their lungs and casting insults, we would all agree that the calm and collected one is the victor. Hack three. As Ben Shapiro famously put it, 
facts do not care about your feelings. And I'll add the amendum that when you speak truth, be sure to speak it in love. It is equally important to say truth bravely and to say it in a way where the person who you are speaking with understands that it's not you just yelling at them or you just attacking them as a human being. Rather, help them to understand that it's you pointing out the logical fallacies in their argument. It is vital that when you're speaking to those who believe that you're trying to strip them of their rights to their body or their autonomy or whatever else may have you, that you help them to understand what's actually going on. If you speak the truth calmly and in love, you're going to give yourself a far better fighting chance to be heard. As I once heard it put, they will not care what you have to say unless they know that you care about them as an individual. Hack four. Know the facts before you enter the conversation. Now, I'll be the first one to say, especially if you're talking, you know, actual pro-life points, it can be hard to remember all the data points. And that's okay. It's going to take you some time to get there. And it's fine if in a conversation you actually have to look up the things that you are trying to elaborate on or prove. That's completely all right. And it's going to take you some time to be able to just spit out those facts verbatim. That's fine. You will get there. But I cannot stress enough that whenever you are entering a conversation, do not just try to, to, for lack of a better word, bullcrap your way through it. They're going to be able to tell. And if you, if they're saying things that are not logical and true, and you're also saying things that aren't logical or true, nobody wins. So on this one, I would have you remember that most pro-choice people are going to argue off the basis that either the child is not human or that there is some larger issue which cancels out the importance of their humanity. If you can prove those beliefs wrong, which you definitely can because the, uh, the, the logic and the facts are on the pro-life side on this one, you will gain the upper hand. As the old saying goes, knowledge is power. Finally, hack five. The single most poisonous thing is to be surrounded by your own echo chamber. Be brave enough to stand proudly for what you value, even when you feel as though you stand alone. But don't just be surrounded by people who are parroting the same things that you are. It's important to go into spaces where people do not agree with you and where they're very much wrong. And be willing to reach between the party lines and reach into that space and say, hey, let's find a middle ground on this one. You see, the thing that frustrates and infuriates me more than anything else is when I see pro-life people not speak up around pro-choice people or not even speak to pro-choice people to begin with for whatever their reasons are. That's the definition of being spineless. And that spinelessness has directly influenced the murder of over 60 million people. Allow me to speak one-to-one with you, whoever you are listening to this. I know that you have bravery within, and I know that you have untapped reserves, and I know that you can be part of this fight to change the course of history. All you have to do is be willing to stand up as a pro-life individual in today's world, in whatever the context of the conversation might be, and say, hey, the the, the, the pre-born child deserves a chance to live, and here's why I believe that. It's one of the simplest decisions that you will ever make. So my question to you becomes, which side of history do you wish to be on? So now you have five strong tools in your tool belt 
to start standing for life or maybe to keep standing for it, but to just do it a little bit more effectively. Remember, most pro-choice people simply do not grasp the gravity of what abortion actually does. Remind those individuals that it is not a you versus them. It is a y'all versus the crisis. Help them to understand that and help them to see the humanity of the preborn child and recognize the importance of that. And if you happen to be a pro-choice person listening to this, first, I highly encourage you to also listen to the other episodes in this series because they are tailored to help you and I find common ground. Second, you are loved by me and all of my fellow pro-life folks, and you're welcome here. That's what this space is all about. And please, if you have any questions, you can always find me on Facebook under Bex David, that's B-E-X-D-A-V-I-D, and on every other platform, I am proudly pro-life Gen Z woman. Now, changing gears, it is time for this week's book recommendation. It's called Persuasively Pro-Life, How to Talk About Our Culture's Toughest Issue. Now, the name of the book is sort of self-explanatory. It was written by Trent Horn, T-R-E-N-T, H-O-R-N, and you can find it most easily on Amazon, the live-action website, and a place called Catholic Answers Shop, as well as Goodreads. Now, this is where I send out an open call to those who may be facing a crisis pregnancy. Reach out to me, and I can help you. Additionally, if you know someone who is in that situation, please share this with them, share this channel with them, share this podcast with them so that I can get them connected to whatever they might need. And finally, if you're ready to step into the fight, let me know. I've got plenty of places which I can direct you to, and we always need more brave souls who are willing to stand in that gap. Now, as for next time, we'll be looking at why being a pro-life generation matters. Until then, be blessed and remember that the creator of the universe calls you his cherished child and live like it is true. Have a fantastic week and let's continue to be pioneers in the space between the picket lines together. God bless.